subscribers, followers, likes, dislikes, whether we like it or not, my friend, and whether we admit it or not, these are the numbers. These are the metrics that we cling to, that we long for to give us credibility as a business owner, as a content creator. Um, it's how we ascribe credibility subconsciously or consciously to other people. And these are what I would call vanity metrics. These numbers, in my opinion, do not represent credibility and have little to do with the credibility or the success of a person or a business owner. And so what I want to do in today's episode is challenge this notion, challenge these metrics that A, in one way, they have no bearing on whether you are successful or not, and they should not be a marker that you look to for your credibility or success. And then B, they have no bearing on whether someone else is successful or credible. And so you shouldn't look at them for other people to know whether you should follow them or like them or trust what they're saying. These numbers are just that. They're numbers. And they're all vanity, as King Solomon would say. So in today's episode, I'm going to break down why, and I'm going to walk you through what really matters when it comes to your business success and your credibility. I'm going to share an interesting story that I think will tie all this together. And my hope is that you will leave this episode with a little more clarity on what to chase after and what to look for in your business and in others. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 176 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more to the things and people that you care about. I'm your host, as always, Graham Cochran. I named a show after myself. This has been a fun run so far. It's good to see you. Hope you're having an amazing week. We had a crazy week uh, here in Florida after a couple days ago from when I've been taping this. I'm in Tampa, Florida. Many of you have reached out. We had Hurricane Ian come through and just devastate so much of southwestern Florida, all the way up through central and northeastern Florida as it carved this path sort of up through the state. It was supposed to hit us directly. This was supposed to be the storm. Tampa has not received a direct hit of a hurricane in 101 years. You have to go all the way back to 1921 uh, till we got hit with a hurricane directly, and this was supposed to be the one. They said that five years ago when Hurricane Irma came, that was supposed to be the one, but it missed us again. So if you're asking and worrying about us. We are completely fine, even though we were scared to death for a week because we were the target, but not so good for my friends down south. So if you haven't already, please consider making a donation of any number amount of money to the American Red Cross or any number of disaster relief organizations here in Florida. Uh, I made a sizable uh, five-figure donation to the Red Cross uh, to help people out. Uh, We're serving in our community. Our church is sending teams down they're about a couple hours south of us. So it's just, it's so bad here. Uh, my great aunt lives in the northeastern part of Florida and she got trees crashing into her house and flooding into her garage and flooding in her neighborhood. And she's 80 plus years old and has no one to help. I mean, it's just, it's devastating what the storm has done. So we're fine. Thank the Lord, but not so well with so many of my friends down south. And there's a lot of cleanup and a lot of help needed. So any help does help. So there's that. 
Uh, number two, let's get into the content, but I want to give you something as always. I want to give you a gift. Some of you are newer. If you have not built your online business or as a lot of you have told me you have a business, it's a service-based business, or it's it's one-to-one, you're clocking in hours, getting paid, and you need to automate more of the business, make it more passive. I want to give you that tool. It is my passive income workshop. It's a free 45-minute video training that will walk you through the four components of passive income, how to build an automated income stream that will start spinning off $1,000 a month or more, and you can chip away at building this passive income stream in just 30 minutes a day. That's all it takes. This is the business model that I run for both of my businesses. It's absolutely free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop to get the passive income workshop and start making your first $1,000 a month based off of your knowledge, your passions, and your skills. grahamcochran.com slash workshop. If you're watching on YouTube, I'll link to it below. Okay, let's get into the content, my friend. Um, Vanity metrics. So this is an important conversation. And the first point is vanity metrics never tell the full story. They never tell the full story. At best, you could call them vague interest markers, right? If somebody has a lot of followers or subscribers or likes, that tells you something. It tells you that a lot of people seemingly, unless they bought those followers, which does happen by the way, but let's assume that they're legit. It tells us that people like this person or this brand. And that is a good thing, right? A million followers is better than not having a million followers in that it might give a vague marker of interest, but they never tell the full story. And I want to share this. Let me pull this up here. Um, CNBC make it did a piece on me. Um, we did, I've done a couple of articles with them and then they sent a film crew to do an interview at my house. Um, and you can go watch the video on on their YouTube channel or CNBC's uh, make it page. But all that to say, they interviewed me about my story, uh, the businesses that I've built, my family. Um, They wanted a tour of the house, which was the most awkward part of it, uh, and they kept a lot of that in the video. Blah, blah, blah. The comment section under that video is bananas, and I can't even look at it anymore. I've been doing content online for 13 years. I've seen, I've had death threats. I've had all, I mean, it's crazy the stuff I've seen. And as much as I think like, man, I'm used to this. Like, I'm always surprised when people say the meanest things. I'm like, oh gosh, that hurts. Because I'm still a human. So I can't even look at the comments anymore. But there was one comment that was posted that I screenshot, tucked it away. I was like, I got to talk about this. Uh. And in the video, I'm explaining they want to know how much I make and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Here's a guy who looked me up after the video, and here's what his comment was. And I think his comment is very telling. I think his comment represents where a lot of us are, whether we are, you know, as as antagonistic as this person was or not. The point is the way he thinks is the way we think. All right, the comment is, He has 14,000 followers on Instagram and 35,000 on YouTube. His videos barely get any views. How's he making $1.6 million a year if he doesn't even have a big following? So this might not even be an antagonistic question. This might be an honest question. Now, 
This guy, Guns with a Z, he doesn't know, but my follower count has gone up a smidge since then. Um, but right, like he's he's like he's looking at me in this video, and he looks me up on Instagram, and it's like sub twenty thousand followers on Instagram. Uh, right now, I've got a little over forty thousand subscribers on YouTube on this channel. Uh, my videos, none of them have gone viral, right? At best, I have a video that's done a few hundred thousand views, which is solid, but nothing crazy on this channel. And most don't even come close to that. And so he's super confused. How is this guy making, how's Graham making 1.6 million a year when he doesn't have a big following? And this comment, that back part of the question, how do you make that amount of money when you don't have a big following represents the way we think when it comes to the business side of the vanity metrics. Plenty of people want lots of followers just to feel good about themselves, but us, we're business owners. I'm talking about the business side of things. There is such a disconnect. People are like, I don't get it. Don't I need a big following to make lots of money? Bigger following, lots of money. Here's the thing. That formula is not true. Yes, sometimes you have people with big followings that make lots of money, but that doesn't, one doesn't lead to the other. Just because you have a million followers doesn't mean you make millions of dollars or anywhere close to that. And the opposite is true. Just because you have a small following doesn't mean you make small money. The two are not that correlated. And that's the point I want to drive home. There are people that can help you grow your following. I'm not that guy. I could care less about the size of your following. I could care less about the size of my following. Why is that? Well, we'll get to that in a minute. But the first point is that your following count, your subscriber count, your vanity metrics never tell the full story. And I'm a good example of this because this guy is confused. How do I make this much money with a small audience? Obviously, the bigger the audience the more opportunity you have to convert more people to customers, but the two are not always correlated. And there's not some magical size that is like, this is how you make six figures if you have this amount of followers, or if you want to make a million dollars, you need this amount of followers. They're completely unrelated. And I give the example of this business, this YouTube channel, let's just look at the YouTube numbers, 40,000 plus subscribers, right? Uh, And this year I'll probably do 1.7 million, 1.8. Uh, the Recording Revolution, my first business, over 600,000 subscribers. And while that business has done seven figures for multiple years, I'm not going to make as much in that business as I'm making in this business. And I have over 10x the amount of followers on that business as I do in this business. The two are not always correlated. And you know why. Because... What matters is what you sell, how you sell. Do you have recurring revenue? Do you have a suite of products for your 80% of customers, 16%, top 4%, right? Do you have a, a, a offer ladder of high ticket, mid ticket, low ticket? Do you implement upsells, cross sells, order bumps? Do you have a funnel that's selling for you? Do you have intentional promotions throughout the year? Are you doing affiliate products? Are you doing collaborations? Like there's so much happening behind the scenes that these people who are so confused at my CNBC video are like, how does he make money? How does he make that kind of money? I'm assuming he needs millions of followers. They don't understand that I'm running a business and I don't need a big following to make good money on the business side of things. Now, if you're trying to make money as a YouTuber or as a, uh, a, you know, 
you're doing sponsored content basically as an influencer on social or YouTube or wherever, then you're getting paid for the number of followers indirectly or directly. The more followers you have, the higher rates you can command with brands to do sponsored posts. Or if you run ads on your YouTube videos and you monetize your channel, obviously the more views you get, the more ad revenue you get. So that is a model. And that, since it's vanity driven, we can see it. I think that's the model that a lot of non-online business owners are used to. And maybe that's what you're used to before you became an online business owner, or as you're thinking about creating online content and become a true business owner, that might be stuck in your head. Just like we have a nine to five mentality as an employee that's hard to shake when you become a self-employed person. If you've looked at the internet and social media and YouTube as the vanity metrics, bigger the following, bigger the money, it's gonna be hard to shake that mindset when you get into online business, when the size of your following has little to nothing to do with how much money you make. It has every, it's all about the offers that you offer and the percentage that you convert and how dialed in your system for selling is. Okay. Number two point is that you're never going to be satisfied chasing these vanity metrics. Like you might have goals. I have, I have goals. Um, it's a never ending hamster wheel. When you, when I got 100,000 followers on Facebook years ago for the Recording Revolution, I remember thinking, wow, this is amazing. When I got 100,000 subscribers on YouTube for the Recording Revolution, I thought, man, it's incredible. They sent me a plaque. That's amazing. But then I'm like, I need a million to get the next plaque, (laughs) you know? Uh, I mean, a million is a lot. Um, So it never ends. When you reach a goal, it never ends. So if it's, a, if it's a goal that literally has no bearing on your income and your ability to live an incredible life and it's never ending, never satisfying, then there's a, that's a deadly combination. It doesn't have anything to do with your, your business or life improving and it never satisfies even if you reach that goal so that you could be constantly needing to chase a higher number to feel good about yourself Or even if it's not a specific number, just the constant growth. You just want to see that number at least ticking up so that you know you're going on the right path. Friend, this is a trap. This is a trap. I want you to run a business, not a popularity contest, not a vanity metric contest. Like I don't care and I don't want you to care how many followers you have. I want you to look at your profit and loss statements that your accountant gives you. I want you to look at your Kajabi analytics and your sales data, like dollars in your bank account is the metric that probably matters most if you're being cold and hard and just straight up factual about it. If we're in a business, the number that matters is the dollars that come in, right? More dollars means you are more successful at converting and selling and that you have an offer people want. If you have more dollars, and more testimonials and life change, then you know that not only are you good at selling, but you're also good at creating the transformation. And that transformation, those testimonials will lead to more dollars, right? I love The Go-Giver by Bob Berg and John David Mann. I was grateful to have Bob Berg endorse my book, How to Pay For It, You Know. But in The Go-Giver, they talk about money being the applause to you adding value in the marketplace, right? If I go out and serve people so powerfully that they give me their hard-earned money, 
then that is the number in the metric that I should track the most. It's not the number that matters the most in terms of like living a life worth living, but it is a reflection of the value I'm creating in the world. So if you want money, you got to go give and serve and add value first and the money will come. It's, it's the, uh, the applause, it's the result of adding value, but that is the number. If you want a number, if you want a metric that really matters, at the end of the day, it's just dollars. How much did you make? Doesn't matter your followers, doesn't matter the price of your products, it doesn't matter how many days of your funnel are in your funnel, it doesn't matter how many promotions you did. Those are all means to the end of making the money you wanna make. And then I'll take it a step further. I track dollars and I track hours of output. Because I care about two currencies. Well, I care about three. But in business, the two currencies that I'm tracking are how much money can I make and how much time does it take to generate that money? Because if I've got a million dollars coming in every month, but I'm working 80 hours a week, then I've got two metrics that are like opposed to each other. And you know this about me if you follow me for any length of time but I want the the dollar metric to go up and the hour output metric to go down. When I see that number going up, dollars and, and hours work going down, I know that my business is healthy. There's a third currency, which is your health. So you want to be able to take care of that because without that currency, you can't make money and you certainly not going to have time. Even if you have time and you have no health, you can't spend a good life, right? So those are the metrics that matter, not the vanity metrics. The third point is, is this one is, I really, I really want to challenge this one is what are you actually getting? Let's say you get a high vanity metric count. Let's say you get the million followers or whatever the number is for you. How many doors is it actually going to unlock for you? I'll give you this in our shallow vanity metric driven world. If someone hears about you and they click over to your Instagram page or whatever your thing is, and they see like, oh my gosh, she has 200,000 followers it gives you a little bit of credibility in the average person's mind to to pay a little bit more attention. Like, okay, she must be doing something right. So it'll give you that. It'll give you that where you might get a little bit of attention. You might get invited somewhere. You might get invited on a podcast. Um, I know for a fact that the Recording Revolution, my first business, that YouTube channel, you know, having some videos do millions of views when I got over a half a million subscribers, like that opened some doors for sure because people see that and they think that's successful. But you know what really opened doors was when I started to share how much money I was making in my business. That's what really opened doors. And that was back when I had pretty high vanity metrics for the recording revolution because we all know at the end of the day that even a bunny can have a high follower count, right? Benny the bunny, ever watched Benny the bunny on YouTube? This bunny is crushing it on YouTube. And it's a bunny. What kind of value can a bunny add to your life? And, and don't get me wrong, I have a bunny. Her name's Willow. She's incredible. But between that and then kids having millions of followers, unboxing toys, these are not, this is not a credibility play. This is just anybody, it's possible to get big follower count, right? Vanity metrics. But when you see someone making good money in their business in a random field, a little micro niche, that's, that's credibility for the business owner. That's incredible. When you see the transformation that his or her students are having, that's credibility. That's incredible. 
you don't, that's what opens doors. The moment I did a piece with Business Insider where they shared how much money I was making as a musician and a coach to musicians, uh, that's when all the doors opened up for me. Like so much opened up. Because like, how, how is that possible? No one was like, wow, how did you get that many subscribers on YouTube? There's plenty of people with big subscribers on YouTube, but how does a musician make a million dollars a year? That's crazy. That was interesting to people. So let's talk about ways to actually assess one's credibility. We talked about what I think makes your business credible, dollars in the bank and number of hours output going down. Those are the two numbers that I track. But again, here, here's what I think gives you credibility. What does your audience actually say about you? What does your audience actually say about you? It's very easy when you get started to really care about your audience. They're small. You know you don't have big vanity metric numbers. And and I believe you're a genuine person. So I believe that this is how you have felt about it when you started or maybe you are starting right now. You might have 20 people watching your video or 50 people reading your emails or whatever it is, but you know those people almost by name because you see the same people commenting, you're interacting, you appreciate them taking the time to watch your video or listen to your podcast or read your blog. They're engaging with you and and you're trying to serve them powerfully and you believe that it's worth it because you're changing people's lives and you care about what they say, not the numbers because you know the numbers will come. What matters is that you're making life change. Fast forward a little bit you start to get sucked in. And I know because I have. You start to get sucked in. I mean, I have two YouTube channels and even the Graham Cochran one, I'm, just tell, I'm telling you in this whole episode that I don't care about vanity metrics and yet I have compared the Graham Cochran channel to the Recording Revolution channel. I'm like, how come I don't get the same kind of views here that I got over there? But I believe I'm having more life change with this business than the other one because I'm able to go deeper and press into people's lives and the lifestyle they're able to live and the way they're able to engage with their families and the people they care about. What people actually say, I may not get the most views on a video, but when I see the comments or the emails or the responses of people like, I was in tears watching this video, or this completely changed my life, or my marriage has improved, or now I'm able to spend time with my kids, or I was able to pay off my student loans because of the business I started that you taught me, like that's credibility to me. Visible results, right? Visible results um, can be so many things. Can you see the tangible transformation in your students' lives? Do you see the dollars coming in for you? Do you see like when you get an opportunity to pour into somebody else or collaborate with another content creator or be on a podcast or any of these things, these are tangible markers of credibility. If you're in any sort of press, anytime somebody wants you to come on their show or any one of these things are tangible evidences that you're making a difference because someone saw what you're doing, they like it, they want to bring you into their world. So I used to see anytime somebody would invite me on a podcast, I always said yes. And the reason was twofold. One, I'm, I want as much marketing as possible. But B, it was, an, it was a compliment to me that my content was making a difference in somebody's life and they have their own platform, their own channel, big or small, they wanted to invite me on and share me with their audience, whether it's big or small. To me, that was a tangible, visible indicator that I'm making a difference. And so I'll say yes. And then, of course, there's word of mouth, which is hard to track, but it's real. People talk about things and people that they're excited about. I remember doing a YouTube series 11 years ago now. I did a video a day for a whole month. 
Um, and I made it a whole theme series and it was, it was functionally a mini course that I could have sold for a hundred, 150 bucks. And I gave it all away. It was incredible content. And I just did it as a challenge for myself as something I thought would be really cool for my audience. And I remember seeing the amount of shares and likes and, and even my audience growth that happened during that month, nothing really happened in the first week or two, but people started to talk about it. Like, Hey, there's a guy on YouTube doing this thing. It's free. It's awesome. You should come check it out. And people were inviting their friends to this thing because they were talking about me. It was digital word of mouth, which is all the internet is, by the way. <laughs> it's all social media is like people talk about for better or for worse things they like or don't like. Uh, and that started to grow. And, and it was because, again, I added value first. People were sharing. Word of mouth is, is big. And then here we go. Here's what matters, right? Your credibility, I believe, is the amount of money you're making, how few hours it takes, the student transformation that you're getting, testimonies that you're getting. But at the end of the day, what matters, this is your business. So what matters is, is it achieving the goals that you have? Usually it's going to be money and time related goals. But how do you feel about your business? Are you proud of it? Can you go to sleep at night and feel like I'm very proud of the brand I've built? I'm proud of the values that I stand for. I'm proud of, proud of the content I'm creating. I'm proud of the kind of students that I'm helping, the, the results they're getting. Um, how do you feel about your business and brand? I think that matters a lot more than a follower account or a like account or a dislike account because the content, as much as I preach content and I believe in content and it's the thing that drives a business, it is still only that it is a thing that drives the business. The business is meant to serve your life. And so the things in the business are, are means to an end. And the end is, is this beautiful convergence of you doing work that matters in the world that helps people and you making a great living and a great life. If we could create that without making content, without having followers, by being completely anonymous, well then great. That's that's a great goal too. My goal isn't to become famous and my goal for you isn't to become famous or huge on YouTube or on TikTok. My goal is to build a life I want and to do work that I really believe in and feel like is, you know, like I've been in corporate America where I'm like, well, how does what I'm doing in this spreadsheet make a difference in the world? I want to do stuff that makes a difference that I'm excited about and I want to live a great life and make good money, and have time. So the content is just a cog in that machine. And it's an important cog. And there's metrics that kind of give you a slight indicator of whether that cog is performing well, but that cog, look at the results that cog creates, not the cog itself. Don't look how shiny the cog is or, or how well it spins. Look at the machine and what the machine is outputting and how you feel about the machine as a whole, and what the machine gives you. That is how to measure your business. Make sense? So you're going to get caught up in vanity metrics. It's inevitable. I still do. But I'm giving you permission to just not really care. Let's focus on growing revenue, reducing hours of input in your business, and let's focus on getting your students incredible results that they're proud of and you're proud of. That's a metric that matters. Those three things, in my opinion. So let me know. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment below. Let me know. Where have you gotten tripped up with vanity metrics? 
what is a vanity metric that you've just been so fixated on that you're going to give up and say, forget it. I'm taking Graham's advice. I'm going to ignore the vanity metrics or just glance at them from time to time as nothing more than just a vague indicator of some value that I'm adding. Let me know in a comment. I'd love to know. And if you haven't already kicked off your passive income business or you have some of the components, you're like, yeah, I've, look, I've got a lot of followers, but I, I don't have consistent income and or I don't know how to make money off of it or whatever, like then, then you need the system. And my passive income workshop shows you how you need these four components and how all four work together. It's super didactic. It shows you the system. I've got template scripts you can swipe and use for your own business. You might have some of the pieces of the machine and even a person with a million followers without the other pieces of the machine is never going to have a business. You want the business and you can plug what you're doing, which might be good into the full machine and get the full benefits from it. An automated, lucrative, fun business. It's all there for you inside of my passive income workshop. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop or click the link below if you're watching on YouTube. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Hope this was helpful for you and inspiring. As always, stay healthy, stay safe, and I'll see you in another episode. Bye soon.